Hello everybody and welcome back to Mentors. Today we are continuing our interview with Arya Bresh. Last we left off we were discussing a company's ecosystem and the powerful influence of emotions. Let's jump back in. That is See, I just by I've read a book really recently about how emotional decisions and there's always a lot of subconscious things in the background that do influence people. So it's always interesting to know that even in the B2B world, you know, emotions very much exist and as much as it's logical and robust and industrious, there are still people behind it. Um and talking about people, people tend to fail all the time. And that's how we learn. Uh, and you've been able to mentor many young people, many startups, um, many businesses and companies, and you've had great success with it. What is some of the, um, what is some of your most frequent advice to young startups? That's a, a big question, a short question, but a big, <laughs> a big one. Uh, 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 so from the the way you kind of started the question is about failure. Mm-hmm. Um, accept, I'm trying to phrase it, accept accept failure as part of the success. Does it mm-hmm. make sense? Absolutely. So, uh, for example, one of the first things a founder of a startup needs to do is to raise money to fund that new business. And by the way, uh, let me dial back a little bit. Uh, uh, people perceive the word startup as uh, mostly technology, but in many cases, the new idea can be not necessarily some rocket science technology invention. It, it can be new service, new way to approach the market. Uber, for example, they did not invent any new technology. They put together different technologies to come up with a new service. When you wait for a taxi, you wait half an hour. When you wait for Uber, you wait for five minutes. So, boom, that's that's where they are. They did not invent GPS. They did not invent internet. They did not invent, you know, electronic credit cards, everything they just put together existing technologies to create or to offer a new service to the market. My favorite example of being successful with old technology is is uh, Domino Pizza. Domino Pizza went public about the same time as Google. The Domino's uh, uh, stock did two times better than Google. So Google is perceived to be, you know, the darling of Silicon Valley. Domino Pizza did two times better. So if you if you invested $1 in Domino Pizza back in the days and $1 in Google, uh, uh, the Domino Pizza uh, shares did uh, 2x better. So going back to your question, one of the first thing any new business needs to do unless you're wealthy from the beginning is raise money even even when you are wealthy from the beginning you still need some outside money uh, uh, you don't want to put all your all your sa- life saving in, in in one one venture <coughs> so you need to raise money and um, that's a long frustrating journey the fundraising for a new uh, business 
and the rule of thumb is uh, you, you'll probably get one to ten. So you'll get ten no's before you get one yes. Uh, so the the philosophy, the mindset you need to be uh, is the more no's I get, the closer I get to the yes. Okay, so don't be don't be discouraged by people telling you that they're not going to invest in your uh, new business. People have different reasons. It doesn't mean that your idea is bad. It means that your idea doesn't match that investors uh, priority at the time and, and the, the, the investors have different priorities it could be they look at uh, opportunities from geography they invest only in philadelphia or they invest only in dallas they look at uh, uh, different industries they believe that only artificial intelligence is good or they invest only in real estate or they invest only in, in new restaurants or whatever their uh, uh, investment theme it's called uh, is and then sometimes they they have conflict of interest if they invested in another company in your maybe a competitor or if they invested in another company in the same ecosystem uh, they don't want to invest in another company in the same ecosystem because it, it, it puts too many eggs in one basket, so too much risk for them. So different considerations. You can have the greatest idea in the world and the investor will still say no because of all the other different considerations I mentioned. And sometimes they just don't like your idea. That's okay too. Uh, but you have to keep Keep going until you you find the one that will fall in love with your idea. And and uh, the the other thing, by the way, when when they tell you no, in many cases they tell you why they declined your uh, new idea or new business plan. And by listening to their uh, reasoning of why they declined, you learn how to improve your story. So next time you pitch to uh, another investor you, you, you do a better job in, in the pitching and, and modified your business plan or your PowerPoint so every no also improve your uh, pitching or, or your presentation or your business plan so that's another by the way uh, one, more, one more comment on this question uh, a good strategy is to maybe pitch your new business at the beginning to two or three friendly so-called friendly investors uh, just for the purpose to get their feedback on, on, on your business plan or on your pitching sometimes you 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 will know maybe they're not going to invest you know that before you even walk into the room because it, it doesn't fit their, their investment team but if they are friendly investors, somebody, a good friend or uncle or family member or whatever, uh, um, they will give you the feedbacks. Sometimes strange, strange investors may not take the time to give you uh, a feedback or, or may not be or will be too polite to give you an honest feed, feedback. Somebody, a good friend, will will 
open up and give you a, a, an honest feedback even if they don't like what you're pitching but that's a good practice uh, for for the uh, new entrepreneur absolutely uh i find it really really interesting that you know you can just keep going keep failing and keep trying especially in terms of pitches um when it comes to building that idea building that startup how have you found with the companies that you've mentored, how have you found um, these young startups breaking the norm in order to get a competitive advantage? Um, what is the best way to look at the industry, look at the field or the ecosystem that you're in and say, you know what, I want to switch things up. I want to change the game and I want to pursue something a little more crazy, but I feel like I am reassured by the fact that like it is a competitive advantage and I can get on top. Yeah, excellent, excellent question. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Again, back to the book. One of the chapters is called uh, "Being Different is Better Than Being Better." I have many startups that come for my help. Say, okay, I'm thirty percent better than my competitor, and and normally that's not a good story. Uh, because you, you're competing against an existing incumbent, and by the way, the competitor, by the time you come out with a new product, your competitor will be 30% better as well. So you'll be, two years later, you'll be competing uh, at the same level. So being better is not good enough, unless you are 10 times better, that's a different story. Being different, is a safer way in some extent sometimes it, it adds it's riskier there is more risk in being different because you are the first one that pave the way to this new crazy idea <clears throat> uh, i'll give you an example by the way the book has tons of very old examples like i'm talking about 100 years old 200 years old uh, because it takes time to learn uh, from a success or failure only you know so many years uh, later so take for example the invention let's say the invention of the telephone that's one of the examples I'm talking about. We, we talked about the ecosystem. So when Alexander Graham Bell, who is credited for the invention of the telephone, which by the way, he's, he's not the real, or, or there were other people that developed telephones at the time. He was the first to be able to secure the patent because he had more money to pay his intellectual property lawyer and his intellectual property lawyer had connections at the patent US patent office at the time so Graham Bell uh, is is known for inventing the telephone uh, just because he had more money to pay the lawyers so uh, that's uh, uh, something not very well known so uh, but uh, uh, when he invented uh, the telephone, there are two two things. Okay, 
first of all, it's something we talked about ecosystem. For example, that's a perfect example, or a good example of developing the ecosystem. So to, to, to be able to use the telephone, you need all the infrastructure of the telephone lines to connect to connect all the houses and all the offices which did not exist at the time so you you would ask yourself okay wh wh what is it good for i cannot connect it to anything so i cannot talk to these remote people uh, so his first his first uh, um, i would say market segment in in uh, was uh, for people normally in in downtowns at the old days downtowns people had their shops at the first floor and then the apartment at the second floor of the same building so the, the it's mom and pop shops with the owners of the uh, owners of of the business lived on the second floor the business was on the first floor so the first application of the telephone is Communicating between the, it's more like an intercom thing. So communicating between the second floor and the first floor, where, where people, it's the same family. So the person in, in the store said, oh, I have too many people come down and help me out. I need the help. Or I'm going out for lunch or whatever. This was the first uh, communication just because there was a lack of infrastructure and and uh, that was the only, only quick way to uh, get the communication. So th this is uh, an example of something at the time was a crazy idea, but when when it's so crazy that people don't know how to digest it, uh, or the or the infrastructure is not ready, you have to find a niche application that will get you started. Another another example is the invention of the airplane. So the Wright brothers. Uh, had the first flight in 1903 or something and once again uh, they they the, the penetration was too slow to support their business so they were at least smart enough to understand that something so new uh, governments will be the first customers so uh, because it was so new, therefore so expensive, therefore the only people that have this kind of money were the government. So they started to negotiate with the U.S. government and the French government at the time. But governments are uh, uh, normally slow, and and the negotiation took too long, and and they needed some shorter money to feed the new business. So they had to look for for some short-term applications so one short-term application they found was flying schools people did not have money to buy airplanes and and the commercial industry or commercial flying industry did not exist at the time but people were enthusiastic enough to say oh this is something cool I, I i'll go to school and learn how to fly so the the, the early money they made was just selling the flying lessons uh, services and, and and that was the quick money the other quick money they had was uh, uh, flying shows so they had different acrobats 
you know, chaining themselves to the airplane and doing all kinds of crazy things in the air and people paid to come and, and to come and, and watch this show. So these are the two immediate money makers for them short term to get, to get some cash into into the business. So that, that's two lesson learns of if you come out with something too crazy that will take too long to educate the market and get the infrastructure to accept it or the infrastructure that is needed to, to do that. Find some applications that will give you some short-term cash so you can, you know, let it take off. Absolutely. <laughs> and in these in, in these examples that you gave, um, you need to be really, you got to be a really intelligent um, founder or CEO, just to make sure you can navigate those waters. What are some of the best qualities in excellent CEOs in all your years of, um, you know, building, researching, and mentoring? Mm -hmm. What have you found to be excellent qualities of CEOs? Okay. Um, there the are two questions here, even though you didn't think about it, these two questions. So the, the when you start the business, the founder is the CEO, right? So in order to found a new business, you need to kind of have an open mind to think about, okay, what is uh, something crazy nobody else is doing? Because if, if you start another fast food, fast food restaurant across the street from McDonald's, even if your food is better or whatever, it's, 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 that will not justify a, a new booming business. Maybe even a recipe for failure. So one, one thing is to be able to think out of the box. And as we said at the beginning, most young people think out of the box because they don't have a box. If, yeah, absolutely. So, so that's a, a starting point there. The, the second thing is be aware. So once you kick off your new idea, be aware that you need help in commercializing it. And, and we, we said the help could come from two or three different ways. One is get some mentorships of, from experienced people. Another one is to hire experienced people to work for you. Uh, so that's definitely uh, second advice. The third one is is just take a checklist, like the, the free download from my website. Take it, download it, and, and go item by item and, and make sure you have a plan. Or at least you think about or, or develop a plan for each one of these checklist items. Because it's like a complex machine. If if one little component doesn't work, the entire machine will collapse. So you, you need to make sure you pay attention to all these details and, and have some kind of a plan. Uh, um, my, my favorite quotation is by Warren Buffett. Warren Buffett said once, uh, and a genius without a, 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 an idiot with a plan will outperform a genius without a plan. So you you really need to make a plan. It could be not perfect, but at least you think about it. And, and if, if there is something too unknown in the checklist, uh, go and spend a few hours and research it. Uh, it doesn't take too long. Uh, so within 
few days or a few weeks, you can come up with reasonable answers to all the items in the checklist and, and, and you can start from there. Absolutely. I think those are some great beginning qualities. Uh, those some of the great top beginning qualities for young CEOs, especially. Just make sure you you know to be excellent. You have that plan. You're determined. Um, I love I love that quote as well. Uh, being an idiot and having a plan, you'll be more successful. Um, that's phenomenal. Unfortunately, we're running out of time. Okay. But I would like I would love to know like where can the audience find you? Where can they read your book? Um, where could they come and talk to you? Okay, so my website is www.cxo360.net. Mm -hmm. The book, once again, is called Lay an Egg and Make Chicken Soup. It's available on Amazon, available on Barnes & Noble, available on Books Books and Million. Almost every every small stores will have it, on uh, at least in the list of books. It may not be on the shelf every place, but on Amazon for sure you can get it. And uh, my website has all the contact information. Once again, www.cxo360.net. Well, Arya, thank you so much for being on. It's been nothing more than a pleasure. Thank you, Eva. It was my, I, I was honored and pleasure and enjoy the conversation. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this interview series. I would love to know some of your best takeaways. You can find me easily on LinkedIn or Instagram just by searching Ava Wetrick and I'll happily get back to you and have a conversation. If you really enjoyed this episode, please feel free to leave a rating in iTunes. That act will compound in ways that I can't even imagine. As you have just found a mentor here, go out into the world and see who you can be a mentor to today.